Since you've been diagnosed with breast cancer, have you looked at yourself in the mirror and said, why did this happen to me? Well, you're not alone. I did too. But this is a time when you're given two choices. One, you let those four nasty words that you've been told, you have breast cancer, stop us from living. Or two, we can take what we're being given to us and use it as fuel on our path to healing, growth, self-discovery, and to bring out the best of us and become the hero of our journey while we get to inspire others to do the same. Join my inspiring guests and me on our mission to help women just like you with what we discovered on our hero's journey through breast cancer. This is a place where we share all the tools and knowledge we've learned to develop the courage, resilience, mindset and self-love needed to start living your full life like you might never have done before. I am Grace DeAngeli and I welcome you to Breast Cancer Hero's Journey Podcast. Welcome home. Welcome everyone. Welcome to today's podcast. Today I'm going to be speaking to Magic Barclay. Now she's a single mother of two that has been a single mother of two for the last 10 years. Um, in the time, stress and a roller coaster of her life has been has seen her face her mortality a number of times. Now, we talk about on this podcast about breast cancer survivors or cancer survivors as such. But Magic herself has gone through cancer, Lyme disease, stroke, diabetes, heart attack, hypoxia survivor as well. Now, the thing is, anyone already in my books who have gone through such traumatic and trauma in their lives, like these diseases, like these sicknesses um, in the body, I just take my hat off and I just commence that person because they are a true survivor in my books. Having said all of this, welcome magic. I can't wait to touch on everything else. Welcome magic. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Like I said, oh, look, I am just super excited to hear about your story because, like I said, I've heard others say, yeah, I had this before, I had that after, but it's nothing like a lot of different things. So if you want to take us through your journey, take us from the beginning. So when did all of this happen and what was the first, um, you know, the first, what I guess we call it a disease, what was the first disease that you um, were actually diagnosed with? Okay, well, 15 years ago, I knew something was wrong. I went to my doctors. We lived in a small town outside Melbourne, and I said something's wrong. I don't know what it is. I think it's my thyroid. I've kind of done some research, you know, doctor Googled myself, and something's wrong. They said nothing's wrong. You're just getting fat. You're just putting weight on. You're a hypochondriac. You've got Munchausen's, you know, just go home, diet and exercise, you'll be fine. I wasn't fine. I knew I wasn't. So I actually ended up leaving my marriage and moving to Melbourne and found a doctor and I said, something's wrong. I've been saying for the past, you know, seven years, something's wrong. And he goes, yeah, I, I think something's wrong. You've been through a lot of stress, a lot of trauma. Let's run some tests. And following those tests, I was left with the first diagnosis of Cushing's syndrome or Cushing's disease. And he goes, I think we need to get your adrenals out. And I went, well, no, 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 
let's investigate further because I said thyroid. We did some more and, yeah, sure enough, it was thyroid cancer. It had been there so long. It had developed to stage four, so it had spread to my lymphs, uh, my lymph system, and I had to have surgery. I, I didn't want surgery for starters. I was going through a very nasty divorce, and the lawyers on both sides basically said no surgery means you're an unfit parent because you're not putting your kids first, wow. so you've got to do this. So I said, all right, I'll do the surgery, but no chemo or radiation. Like, I've got this. I, I want to fix this. And so that was fine. Had the surgery, you know, recovered, but had massive neck pain afterwards. And I thought, oh, maybe that's just natural from this surgery. Started talking to other people who had their thyroids removed, and this neck pain wasn't common. So I thought, all right, I'll deal with that later. Took my kids off to... Um, the New South Wales North Coast here in Australia got bitten by a tick. So oh, wow. come back. I'm sick as anything. I've got this like little dot, not even a bullseye rash that, you know, we expect to see with Lyme disease. And went back to my doctor. You know, I've got the symptoms again. It's kind of worse. There's this, that, and the other added in. We ran some tests and I had all the bacteria of Lyme. And so there I was. Meanwhile, going through all of this, the doctors had all told me I had diabetes. And I said, well, I don't eat much rubbish and I try and exercise whenever I can. So how can I have diabetes? They put me on medications, which made me worse. So I came off them and I pretty much ignored that diagnosis. I went nuts. I'm not taking that, not having that. No, this is enough. Yeah. You know, fast forward, I've been checking my cancer markers, everything's fine, but I was getting this neck pain. So I went to a chiropractor that I know, and he and his father are both chiros, and they said, listen, you know, we need to do a spinal X-ray. This is this is not right. You're here every week. We're resetting your pain points and you're still in pain. Like mm -hmm. it felt like someone was taking an axe to my neck. Wow. And I started developing this swelling and I thought, what the heck is going on? I was about to say something more fruity then. Yeah. What the heck is going on? Yeah. You know, what is this? It feels like bubbles. It feels like, you know, that bubble tea that Ooh. you can get? It feels yeah. like those bubbles. And I look fat. <laughs> what is going on? So we did the x-ray and saw about 150 staples all through my neck cavity. And I thought, what the? <laughs> what? What's this? Went back oh, to my doctor and said, what are the staples? And I, you know, pull out the x-ray. Yeah. And he goes, I don't know. He said, what did the surgeon tell you when you had your thyroid out? And I said, they told me they sewed me up with dissolvable sutures, everything would be fine. And he goes, well, my notes say they put titanium mesh in there to close the cavity. And I said, well, the x-ray says staples. So <laughs> I trust the x-ray, wow. not what I was told, not what your notes say. Mm. I said, I'm getting this pain. I've been seeing the Cairo. And he goes, that's a cervical spine stenosis. All the vertebrae have been kind of pushed together from the staples and I said so what's the pain and he goes well there's some damaged nerves because they're supposed to you know move nicely and freely through the vertebrae they're kind of a bit crushed so it's nerve pain 
Okay, that's fine. He goes, is there anything else going on? And I say, oh, well, I can't breathe properly. When I talk, I run out of breath mid-sentence. Mm. It's almost like one of those balloons deflating and I can't walk upstairs or a hill because I'm out of breath all the time. And he goes, well, this is a condition called hypoxia because the oxygen has to travel through those vertebrae spacings mm. and it can't. Wow. So now you've got this. He goes, look, you know, just you're going to have to manage it. I said, what's the fat under my chin and down my neck? And it's mainly down one side of the neck where the mm. damage is. And he goes, I think it's a thing called lymphedema, but I don't actually know much about it. So mm. you go research it, come back and tell me. Wow. So I did. And, yes, it's lymphedema and it's from post-surgery, from the damage that was done. And, boy, I wish I could go back in time, stand mm. up for myself a bit more. But, you know, it is what it is. It's happened. And the positive is I'm alive. I had 12 months to live for my cancer if I didn't do something. And, you know, we're six years on now, so all good. But I'm left with some conditions. So stress is my main feeder of my conditions. The more stressed I get, the more short of breath I get, the more pain I get. And, you know, I was going through post-divorce, post-surgery, going through a horrible settlement for years in court. Mm. And the more stressed I got, the more short of breath I got. And it got to the point where... The doctor said, look, I think you've had too many strokes. So my mouth doesn't do what I want it to do. One of my eyes is a bit lazy, but that's about it. And I thought, okay, that's enough. You know, thank you, God, for all these things that you're teaching me. That's enough. That wasn't enough. At Mm. one point uh, three years ago, my chest started filling with fluid. So I went to another doctor because my doctor's retired. And I said to this doctor, my chest's filling up. So they did, you know, all these x-rays, everything, nothing there. She goes, I need to do a blood test. And I said, what for? And she goes, I'll tell you when I've done the blood test. So she does the blood test. My thyroid hormones were all over the shop because I was on the wrong medication. Mm-hmm. And 1 o'clock in the morning, I get a phone call. The doctor, This new doctor says, uh, where are you? And I said, I'm at home. Why? And she goes, all those blood tests are back. I just got an alert. You're having a heart attack. And I went, what? Oh, she goes, my yeah, God. levels are higher than they need to be. That suggests a heart attack. Get yeah. to the hospital. <sighs> I drove myself to the hospital because, <laughs> you know, just been told you're having a heart attack. Why wouldn't you drive yourself to the hospital? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, wow. um, you know, right at the start of the global shutdown due to a disease we'll just say Mm. that Mm. and I had to say no I haven't traveled anywhere no I haven't done this by the way my doctor says I'm in the middle of having a heart attack Mm. and so they they see me at the emergency and they said yeah you've had a heart attack very Mm. minor but yeah you have so that's kind of how it all went down it was kind of like a domino game with my health Mm. positives have come out of that that is, the cancer did me a big favour because, and, and, you know, it sounds really weird to say that, I'm alive. I now wake up every day and I don't care that I'm still overweight. I mean, I do, but I try not to focus on it. I don't care about the lymphedema. I don't care about the neck pain. I don't care that my heart's a little bit dodgy. 
Mm. I care that I wake up every day and I put my feet on the floor in the bedroom and I go, here I am, world, take me on. I'm here again. I get to see my two kids who live with me. They're they're adults now. Mm. And I go, hey, I'm here to annoy you for another day. So that's kind of how it all went down. Wow. I mean, look, I'm... I'm just like I said before we start, I'm just blown away because, you know, you hear about someone going through one thing and and then they have the process of going through that. But it's like every time you were trying to close a door behind you, you were were opening another door with some other stuff. But I think in life sometimes we don't realise until after we go through those doors that, the, that we are resilient, that life is testing us. What is life giving us? Um, the main thing you said, which I wanted to touch on, was the fact that you were going through, which is, you know, it's not a nice thing. You were going through a divorce. You were going through, you know, um, the stress of it and everything like that. We know, we know um, that anything's got to do with stress, anxiety, depression, any of these uh, really bad um, emotions and feelings we go through physically, emotionally, psychologically can cause diseases in our bodies. So going a little bit back to just before you got diagnosed the first time, like um, you, I mean, I believe you are going through something in that process. That's why you were diagnosed. So you're going through something. But before you got diagnosed the first time, was there something in your life that wasn't sitting right? Wasn't It wasn't right within yourself, you know? So let's start yeah. with that first. Yeah. My whole marriage wasn't right. right. Right from day one. I got married for the wrong reasons. I got married to the wrong person for the wrong reasons. Like you can layer that any which way. Mm. Um, you know, I was hearing the biological clock ticking and somewhere in my mind I told myself to have a kid, you've got to be married. So I married the first mm. one who came along. Um, we weren't right for each other the whole time. You know, he did things, I did things, he said things, I said things. It escalated over the years. Um, you know, the kids just added more problems to the mix mm. rather than, you know, being any kind of solution or remedy. And so I was under a lot of stress. You know, I have a family as well that I'm the black sheep. So, you know, we never see eye to eye about anything. Um, So, you know, I was going to the people closest to me and getting told, just stay, just stay because you came from a broken home. You don't want to do that to your kids too, you know. So I stayed for 14 years in a situation where we shouldn't have Stayed together for 14 days, two kids in six. Yeah, so there was a lot of stress. But even prior to that, I had done nearly everything I could in my late teens, early 20s to write myself off. Mm. I didn't have a life plan past 21. Yeah. Like I was, my life plan was every day what's at the bottom of the next bottle of alcohol. Wow. You know, I, I did the things that I wanted to do. I travelled, I worked, I rose to the top of my career back then, but I didn't have a sense of self. I didn't have a relationship with myself. I did have an eating disorder and alcoholism. So fast forward to the cancer diagnosis and everything else and now the autoimmunes that I'm left with, I kind of trashed my body early on without knowing. And you well, know I, yeah, Sorry. go on. Go when on. I married. I was still anorexic. 
So and I couldn't eat the way I was. Like no longer could I just eat one meal a week and drink alcohol and coffee. So that wasn't going to fly. I had another human being that I had to grow and so, you know, everything changed and I wasn't prepared for it. I had no idea how to treat myself, let alone a baby. So... Well, yeah. so this is why I wanted to touch base because the, the thing is, see, like I always say that there's that there's always an underlining issue, you know. I mean, every podcast I do, I say, was I surprised I had cancer? Yeah. Was I surprised I had cancer? No. And what exactly. I mean by that is because um, I went through some childhood trauma as well. You know, my father was physically abusive like he would beat me till I was black and blue um I was abused until pretty much I was 29 years old because I lived at home um so the thing is it, you touched on that because you said you know um you were you talked about your marriage but you said you know you, you went back even more so and this is what I want people to understand I'm, we're not saying that every trauma ends up having all of these diseases but the majority of time when you look back at someone's life like where was your past you get to a point like you said you trashed it you might have trashed it physically but emotionally you were trashed you had so many traumas you know look, emotionally I was tra trashed from the age three when my parents got divorced there you go. it wasn't a nice split they weren't amicable it was very acrimonious and my brother and I were the political footballs between the two parents. Yeah. Um, you know, I had a very poor relationship with one of my parents. I'm not going to say which one. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, that led to my eating disorders, my lack of sense of self because, you know, we would go for a meal with family friends and I would have to wait till everyone else had finished eating before I could have a serving of food. So, you know, I was kind of the punching bag all the way through. Wow. So what I learned from that was I am the punching bag. I am worth nothing. I will wait till everyone else. I will starve. That's fine. That's the way it's supposed to be. So, you know, in clinic with my clients now, I obviously teach the PNEI of trauma to practitioners, but I work with PNEI of trauma with my clients. Mm -hmm. The first thing I get them to do is, fill out an ACEs questionnaire, so Adverse Childhood Experiences Questionnaire. That's 10 questions. Now, with these 10 questions, if you answer yes to more than three, then your childhood is having an effect on your health. Mm -hmm. And I was answering six. So, wow. yeah, you know, yeah. this was just like the start <laughs> of the avalanche. Mm of what was to come but like you said though you know and when, when we fast forward your body was holding on to so much trauma that it had to come out somehow and it's like I need to get out so it came out in the form of you know Lyme disease cancer thyroid uh you know lymphedema you know all of these other hypoxia um hypoxia is that how you say it? Yeah. So things like that, you know, so it's, it's the body saying like, I can't hold on to this any longer. So it starts giving it out. But like I said before, life gives you what you can handle and you didn't check out because even at a young age, you didn't check out, even though 
you had no clear path at the time, if I can guess right, in my hallucination, um, you still didn't check out, you know. So what that does is it tells you that, well, hang on a minute, you can go through so much. But after that, it's the lesson you learn from it. And I always say that it was a blessing. And I believe in your case, this is a blessing in disguise as well, if, if I can say so. Totally. Yeah. So, you know, so, and I think, yep, go on. I'm glad to be here every day. I have a mission and now I can help other people who maybe have been through what I've been through, maybe more, maybe less. It doesn't matter. I can still help people. And so what I've learned from this, you know, and it started with the cancer diagnosis, what I've learned from this is I am meant to be here. I am worthy. I am valuable. I contribute. And that's something I didn't learn as a child. Wow. So the cancer has actually taught me how to appreciate myself, how to see my worthiness and my value to the community, to the earth. And, you know, I have to thank it for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I believe the same. You know, you do. The thing is, it's a blessing. It's, it's a wake-up call. You know, I mean, although in your case, like we said, you know, you just thought, okay, I have this. Okay, is this my wake-up call? And they're like, hmm. Nah, nah there's more to come. More. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But wait, it's like unraveling a, a kinder surprise. So, you know, and you're sort of saying, well, why? Did you ever say, why me? Or like, well, why sure. not me? Both. No? Yeah. Both. So it started with why me? You know, why me? Why me? Why me? I felt awful. I, I couldn't see the bigger picture. Mm. And then as things kept going, pretty much when the heart attack happened, it was like, why not me? I've survived everything else. This isn't going to kill me either. Mm. You know, no big deal. And I guess that's why I drove myself to the hospital mm. because it was like, why not? Let's see what happens. Yeah. It's like it's like you were, I mean, I'm not saying that you weren't scared. You probably were fearful at times, of course, but it's like you were prepared. It's like every time you got instead of like people who get told you've got this oh now we found it here and now we found it there and now you have this a lot of people get even worse off because they they just think oh my god there's no hope for me there's nowhere out did you feel that way or did you feel like never you know what never bring it on next no I, i've always been like a yeah bring it on hmm. and i think my childhood trauma actually prepared me my health trauma and that was eh, I didn't die as a kid bring it on you know I used to travel around the um, storm drain system under Melbourne you know for likes and laughs with my friends I didn't die no storm wiped me out bring it on you know <laughs> so when they kept saying you've got this now you've got this now you've got this now. oh now you've got this I'm like eh, bring it on yeah. yeah. So I survived also, my marriage. I survived my parents. So, you know. It couldn't be any worse. Exactly. And if because it's my time, it's my time. Yeah. But also I think as well, it's because um, the way I see it in my hallucination again, it's because you you are so traumatised in yourself, physic, uh, sorry, emotionally and spiritually, you're like, you know what, bring it on physically. I'm already not, no one's broken. We're just, we just 
someone going through a journey that's tough. I always say we're not broken. So you are already going through a really deep um, trauma and journey in your spiritual self, in your, you know, emotional self, your psychological self. And you're probably thinking, well, you know what, what can it physically do me that the others haven't already caused? Very much so. But all through this, this whole journey, I was learning something and I was learning who I was. I was learning how strong I was. I was learning, you know, how I can put my own pieces together. I was learning how brilliant my mind can be if I let it. I was learning how to get out of my own way. That was the main thing. So, you know, I've had relationships since my marriage ended Mm. and I've now seen if they're not the right person, let it go. Mm. It's okay, you know. If something doesn't work in my business or something doesn't work in my life, that's okay. Let it go because the the most important person is still there and that's me. Yep. And that's what I've learned. Yeah. Wow. I was going to say something about that, what you just said before, but I'll touch on that later if I remember. But it was more, yeah, the thing is too, without you, you know, and this is where I always say to people, you know, we always put ourselves for others. We never put ourselves first. And I know it sounds like a cliche. I know it sounds like, oh, here she goes again. But it's true. If you don't look after yourself, you're no good to anyone else. If you're not looking after yourself, you're no good to your family, you're no good to your partner, you're no good to your business, you're no good to no one. So when I say to people, what happens is you, and I believe it happened with you, like you said before, you don't like, you know, you don't care um, anymore about, you're not self-conscious anymore about your weight and things like that, which I believe is something that us women carry forever. I was the same. You know, I had the long hair, the nails and the makeup and the, you name it, I had it. But the moment I got diagnosed, yep, bad timing. I did chop off my hair because I wanted it chopped off uh, for other reasons, not because of the cancer, but it liberated me because I was hiding behind a mask. Now I say to women, are you being your authentic self? That's totally. And just on that, I lost most of my hair. Mm. I didn't have chemo or radiation. My body was fighting so hard to keep me alive. Growing hair was not important. So I was wearing wigs for a couple of years. Yeah. So I grew my hair back. Unfortunately, my eyebrows didn't decide to come back. Mm. So right before we started recording today, I had to draw my eyebrows on. Mm. So, you know, if that's what happens, that's what happens. That's okay. And you mentioned about looking after yourself. Through all of this journey, right, when my kids were little, probably even till about three or four years ago, if I got on a plane with them and I heard the safety message about put your oxygen mask on first so you can help your kids, it actually made me angry. I would be Mm. like, why the heck am I going to put myself first when they're gasping for breath? I'll make sure they can get theirs on first. So it wasn't until, you know, the past few years that I went, now I get it. If my mask isn't on, I'm not alive to help them. That's exactly right. So, you know, that was my biggest life lesson. Mm. And it, and it's for most of us, you know, it's the most of us that you believe, like we believe we got to be there for others first. 
you know, uh, like your kids. You're, I mean, I know uh, if there's a burning room, you're going to go in there, no thinking twice to get them out. So I get that. But at the same time, it's it's about, it's not about like thinking, oh, well, you know, kids, hey, you got your own life. Here you go. See you later. It's saying, hang on, I need to start looking after this. I need to start looking after magic because if I don't look after her, I ain't good to my kids. I'm not good to anyone. And and a lot of people think, well, yeah, but I still owe my life too. You owe your life to no one but yourself. As much as people help you, as much as people have been around you and you appreciate it, um, and I'm sure you had um, – a team of people supporting you, you know, throughout your journey, as much as you would think, you know what, I, 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 you know, I, I owe them the saying, I owe my life to them. You don't. I always say that I owe my life to so many people, but I don't owe my life to them because they owe your thanks to them, not your life. Exactly. Exactly. So this is the thing now. So now you've, you, did you, did you, was there any point in your life other than the wake up call at it on a plane that you sort of went, you know what? This isn't working and I need to change how I think and feel about myself. When did totally that yep. happen? So four years ago when I started my business, Holistic Natural Health Australia, mm-hmm. you know, I'd go to a lot of networking events and they'd say, Who are you? Who's magic? And I'd go, business owner, ex-wife you know, partner of a new fella, mother, you know, mum of cats, fur babies, gardener, uh, you know, lover of the earth. That's who I am. Now, if you ask me, who is magic? I am a strong person, sometimes polarising, and that's okay. I'm not everyone's cup of tea, but that's not my problem. That's right. I am someone who enjoys gardening. I am someone who loves spending time with her family You know, I am someone who appreciates the fact that it's Melbourne winter and I can go outside and play in my garden and get the fresh air and feel cold and then feel warm when I come inside. I'm someone who appreciates life and my body. I am someone who enjoys the fact that I am a good friend. Mm. I am not just a friend. I am Mm. someone who enjoys the fact that I am a friend. So that has changed a lot. And, you know, clients come to me and I'll say, who are you? And they'll tell me their name. I go, no, I know that bit. Who are you? Yeah. Oh, I'm a mum and I'm this. No, 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 no. Who are you? Because that was the biggest thing I had to learn. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And that is the the most beautiful thing because it's true. What we do is we put stickies on ourselves, labels on ourselves of who we are. Yeah. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a wife. I'm a sister. I'm a this, I'm a that. But who are you? And, you know, asking that question, a lot of people sit back and go, what do you mean? Who am I? Because they forget who they are. I always say it's not that you lost who you are, you forgot along the way who you are. And when you can go back, and I'm sure you help your clients, they go back to being their authentic self. This is who I am. I'm being authentic. Do I care that you love me? No. Do I care that you like me? 
No, because that's your opinion and I'm not taking it on. So it's not that you don't care about it. It's not being about nasty or, you know, um, being horrible to people now. Like I always say, the word no means the word yes to me. No to others means the word yes, but you don't have to be a bitch yeah. about it. Um, yeah. You know, you could just say, to, look, I'm real, I thank you so much, but that's actually not, you know, that doesn't suit me at the moment, but I thank you for thinking of me. That way, I'm not, no, how, no, get away. It's just learning to respect yourself. Yep. So no. I have friends now that invite me out to a lot of things and usually answers, thanks, but no thanks. Mm. And, you know, for a little while there, they were getting upset. Well, why should we keep inviting you? Just invite me. If it's right for me, I'll be there. But I appreciate the invitation. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. But they know that yeah. I'm the first person to go, do you know what, I'm not coming because I don't want to. Yeah. I'm going to stay at home, <laughs> you yeah. know. Yeah, absolutely. And that's absolutely. okay. That's, that's what I need yeah. to do. Yeah. Exactly. Nothing on them. I still no. love them as friends. It just means right. this is not the right time for me. Yeah. And it's not yep. about you. It's about me. Well, see the thing, and and I mean, like you're touching on, like your your business is holistic, and I always say to people, you know, you got to detox your life, and a lot of people think that I'm sitting there eating, drinking juices, and I'm like, no, 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 you need to detox because we're spiritual beings, and you need to detox all of the stuff around you, your home, your environment, your community, your friends, your, your things thoughts. like that. Your thoughts, exactly, right? Because it's yep. not about, oh, I don't like that person anymore. I'm going to, you know, shove them off. It's about, no, 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 no. You need to change. Some people serve you. Some people did serve you and you needed them at the time. Great. I learned so much from you. Thank you. I'm actually going this way, but I wish you all the best because you're going the other way. And that's fine. Um, and that's what I say to people. But people think, Oh, no, 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 I, I can't do that. But they're still around toxic people. And I said, well, then if that's the case, I'm not telling you to get away from your friends and family, especially your family, your, you know, your parents or your siblings. Um, you spend less time. Spend less time. Exactly. Exactly. That's all it is. You know, and it's, it's okay to say no. Absolutely. You know, I've, I've recently started a bit of a, um, a detox from technology, she says at a podcast, you know, in the <laughs> evening on a Monday. Uh, yeah. But I don't check my Facebook all the time now. Mm. You know, I don't have my phone by my side all the time now. Mm -hmm. I don't log on to my Instagram. I've yeah. hired someone now that does that stuff for me because my life doesn't revolve around that. That's so good. You know, my time is valuable. I put mm -hmm. a thing on my Facebook a little while ago to my closest friends and I said, please ring me if you need me, but mm -hmm. I won't answer the phone. What yeah. I need you to do is leave a message, leave a voice mm -hmm. message. Yeah. And when I've heard the message, I will decipher whether I need to call you back straight away. Um, yeah. I might send you a text, I'll call you tomorrow, or I might say, you know, send a text and go, hey, Sounds like you got that under control. Thanks for letting me know. And that's the end of it. Because I don't want to be constantly running to pick up my phone when it rings. I used yeah. to be that person. Mm. That doesn't serve mm. me. Yeah, yeah. There's a great app. I mean, I know you're not into technology, but there's a great app called Voxer. And my husband, who's a life coach, he uses it for his clients. And he says, you have to leave me a 60 second voice message. 
And what it means is because what we tend to do is we tend to babble on about other things. And then we end up going, oh, I need to ask him a question or I need to tell him something. And then you realize that, oh, if I've only got 60 seconds, sometimes you actually answer yourself or sometimes you realize, actually, that's not that important. So in that case, you know what I mean? If people want to reach out to you instead of them blabbering on, they get to the point or they realize, actually, it's not that important. I can wait till she rings back and things like that. So I find that that's really helpful as well when I hear that because I think, yeah, exactly. So instead of running, send me a voice message. If you think it's so important that I need to call you back, hey, this Voxer, hey, you know, magic, this is what's happening, da 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 da, da. in 60 seconds, done. Then you get yeah, to hear. I say to my clients, send me an email because there there's two times in the day that I read my emails. Mm. After I've done my morning routine, I'll check yeah. my email. Mm. And then again, just after tea, I'll check my emails. Yeah. And yeah. so if my clients are sending me emails, I've got two times in the day that I can action for the next day to get back to them. Yeah, perfect. Easy. Perfect. Yeah. Now, speaking of the magical life, what is the holistic natural health all about? How did you come about it and what is it all about? So Holistic Natural Health Australia is a small group of practitioners and we look at holism, so the whole body, the whole mind, all as a whole. Uh, many professionals treat using reductionism, so reduce something to a condition, to a symptom, to an issue. It doesn't work that way. No system works alone as my friend and mentor, Dr. Perry Nicholson from Stop Chasing Pain says, no system works alone. So we look at holism. What is the whole body saying? What is the whole psyche saying? We don't treat symptoms. You come to me with a list of symptoms, you might as well have brought your shopping list to me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you a 17-page intake form. I'm going to look at the history. Where did this start? Did it start when you had chickenpox as a child? Did it start later in life? Was it from a leaky gut? Like I need to know the root cause because that's mm -hmm. what I'm going to treat. So myself and the other practitioners, that's what we do. Uh, we do a com consulting package. We work fully remotely now. So we closed our clinics mm -hmm. and we work fully remotely all around the world. And so we actually get to the root cause of things through our packages. Now in that is PNEI trauma. It's mold toxicity, advanced immunology, the whole thing. And A Magical Life, well, that's my podcast. So mm. my clients wasn't enough. I needed something else to do. So because, you know, working <laughs> yeah. 18 hours a day isn't enough apparently. Mm. But anyway, <laughs> I, I love what I do. That's why I do it. I don't do it because yeah, it stresses awesome. me out. I love it. So, uh, yeah, I started my podcast and... Mm. That just gives me a chance to speak to great people around the world and get their ideas on what's going on in their mm -hmm. life. Perfect. And maybe I'll bring some information to people that they weren't privy to before. So, yeah, yeah I love both. Yeah, and that's why I say to people too, this is why I do the podcast because 
my story might resonate with someone, but maybe not. So what I do is I give people, I always say to people, I will never sit here and tell you what you must do. You know, when I tell them about my journey, always disclaimer, because I say whatever journey you're on, whatever path you decide to take, whether it's holistic, whether it's Western medicine, it's not a bad decision. It's your decision and you made the right one. But what I do say to people is open up. Don't look at it in a narrow street like, you know, most of us do. Most of us believe, you know, and, and I mean, when I speak, when I'm talking about my mother-in-law, my mother-in-law at the moment, um, she's got to get her eye operated on. And if her doctor, you know, says, I need you to paint your head, half your head pink and orange because it's going to help, she'll do it because she believes in this doctor so much to the point that if something, God forbid, was to go wrong, she will blame him and say, well, you told me that this was going to work. And I think you're putting all your eggs in the one basket. So I'm not saying to her, don't go to the doctor, get a second opinion. That's it. That's all it was. You know, if I had, maybe I wouldn't be in the situation I'm in now. Exactly. But you, there's a lot of people because what happens is you look at the doctor as the physical form of God, he's going to or she's going to heal me. And I think that's great, but you need to heal you. And it's this your is responsibility. Why. It's not yeah, there. Absolutely, absolutely. But this is why I have people like yourself because I say that's great. You want to do chemo? Fantastic. You want to do radiation? Go for it. But go and contact Magic because she's looking at even more things, you know. She's looking at the whole body. She's looking at how you reset your whole immune system. Go and talk to her. She will help you because you're not going to sit there and go, well, I can't help you because you're doing chemo. You're going to say, oh, well, you're doing this. Great. You know what? Let's do this and this and this as well at the same time, which is fantastic. You know what I'm saying? So this is why I do these podcasts because I want people to go, oh, I think I remember Grace had a podcast and she spoke to someone. I remember that resonated with me or I heard that podcast. You know, I think that would really help. And it's it's basically referrals in a, in a way because I, yeah. I want to speak to you because you didn't learn this in a book. Let me tell you, let me tell how it is. Exactly. I didn't yeah. learn it from a book. And I'm not saying that people reading it from a book is wrong, but it's different. It's so different. If you have not experienced it, like what you've been through in your childhood can help so many people. What you've been through in your teens with anorexia and things like that can help so many people. With your your drinking can help so many people. With what you went through after, there is, you. It's. I'd hate to say it, Magic, but you're like this you know, you're just like this round ball of things that people can learn from. And I and I wish I did. Right, I am a round ball and that's okay. No, no, not in a physical form, but you know what I'm saying? Because I wish I didn't say that in a good way, you know, because yeah. I wish you didn't have all of these things. But you have so much that people can learn from. Um, and that is yeah. why I love what you're doing. And the fact that you're now remote, the world has changed we're all remote most of the time, um, which is fantastic. But, you know, I, I really want when you first started, whether it was a podcast or whether it was, you know, Holistic Natural Health Australia, what was your purpose? What did you find at the time being your purpose? My purpose was to find answers that weren't there. 
So it started with my purpose for myself. Mm-hmm. And I went, wow, I'm learning so much. I'm doing so many courses. I've got these mentors that are great. And now I've changed my medications and I've changed this and I've changed that. And I'm teaching my doctor, you know, what things are. And so that's how it started. And then I went, hang on, I'm learning things and I'm teaching my doctor what things are. Light bulb moment. I can do this for other people. Mm. And it keeps me going. I love it. I'm constantly learning. As I'm looking at my camera now, I can actually see tabs on my browser and there's 12 tabs there. Eight of them are learning. Yeah. So they are current courses that I am in the, in the middle of doing all sorts of different things. In fact, all bar two of them I've already completed and I'm resitting them. Mm. Why? Because I need to learn so I can help other people. Wow. I don't see them going, I know it, that's it, I've got the answer. No, 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 mm. no, no. Mm. You know, hours a week learning more learning things again, refreshing, you know, my skills, refreshing all the things that I do. You know, off my left shoulder there's a bookshelf with about 14 big binder folders full of information, full of medical studies and research papers and, you know, all sorts of things. Why? Because I learned I'm never going to stop learning. And that Mm. is maybe I'm the vessel for people to learn this stuff because guess what? Maybe their doctor doesn't know it. Maybe their naturopath doesn't know it. Maybe they've never heard of it. I've never heard of hypoxia or stenosis mm-hmm. or, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and no one was going to tell me. Mm-hmm. I had to find those things. So maybe I can help someone. And if one person listens to this podcast and says, you know, what? I need to ask magic, what is the root cause of my disease? what is the root cause of my, the systems of my body not maybe behaving the way I would be expecting them to, mm. well, you know, job done. Great. Yeah, yeah. I, I always say you are now at service of others and it's your responsibility to share what you've learnt and not to keep it for yourself. That's where we say as well, We actually say that Um, we are now at service for others. What we, what we learn, like my husband, what he says on his podcast, I think it's his podcast. uh, He's about to come around, but I think it's what he says on his podcast. What we've learned is for us to share, not to keep. I probably misquoting him, but you know, it's that. And it's so true because it's, you're being selfish if you keep it to yourself. And I think as human beings, as spiritual souls, we're here to share what we've learned with others. Um, I'm not sure if you've heard of, I'm sure you have heard of Tony Robbins. He, he's got a, a book at the moment, a health book. But what was interesting, he was telling me that doctors have to learn every 12 weeks. Like a pilot gets an update every so often when something, when a glitch goes wrong in some airline around the world, pilots all go back into training systems and they go, right, in case of this, this is what we're going to do. They get, they get taught all the time. If a doctor has to know exactly what's happening because we're moving so fast, they have to actually get trained every 12 weeks. What doctor goes and gets trained every 12 weeks? Zero doctors. Exactly. 
So if you look at a doctor, for example, Grace, yeah. now they spend, what is it, four to six years at university? Correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. In that four to six years, they might do nutrition for an hour. Yeah. Not an hour every year, not an hour every week, an hour. Um, yeah. Mm. So, you know. That's what I was what saying. What's going on there? Yeah, yeah. They're not they're not going and updating their medical every six months or every twelve weeks in this case, which is every three months. No doctor, I've not no I have not even my own GP says to me, "Oh, Grace, I got to go to a training session because uh, you know it's been three months. I got to go and, and update." No one does. So you're what you're doing is you're helping uh, the Western medical side, but also the holistic side. Because it's it's just evolving so quick that um, you know no one can catch up. No one can catch, and we're always constantly changing. Everyone's finding new ways um, of he or finding out things that don't work. Um, exactly. Thank you much. Yeah, Tell I'll me. give you an example. Hmm. I had a new client contact me, I think maybe three or four weeks ago now. And she did her intake and I looked at the medications that she was on. Now, I went through, you know, all the the MIMS and everything to look at these medications. The two that she was on actually did the opposite of each other. Oh, wow. And the same specialist had put her on both those medications. So I said, you're taking this for X, Y, Z, and then you're taking this for ABC they cancel each other out, but they both have very nasty side effects. Mm. And sure enough, the side effects that I was seeing online were what she was reporting to me. Yeah. And I said, I'm not taking you off these meds. That is not my job. Mm -hmm. But you go back to the specialist and I will send you an email with the questions that you need to ask. She went back to the specialist. She asked the questions and they said, why are you asking me this? I prescribe these. And she stood her ground and she said, my natural health practitioner said to ask you about these, here's the mechanism of action of both medications. They do the opposite of each other. You know, why am I on them? Mm. And the doctor said, ah, oh, because I made a mistake. <gasps> and had I not seen those medications and what they were doing, had I not given her that information, had she not gone and said something, how long was her body going through this synthetic toxicity mm. of two very nasty medications if she hadn't called the doctor out on it absolutely so just an example your doctor is not god they do not know everything absolutely they do not have time to know everything it's not mm -hmm. their fault mm. they do not have time yeah okay you are yes you're a patient they do care about you or they wouldn't be in the profession that they're in mm -hmm. you are still a number you are still mm. a patient. Now, yes, yeah. you're a patient for me too. I mean, I make money out of my business, but I see a lot less people than your average doctor has to mm. see because I need to spend time on each case. I need to spend time with each client mm. and I need to really rabbit hole everything that I see on that intake form. Yeah. I don't know any doctor that does that. Mm -mm. no no there's no doctor that does that there's no doctor that really sits and wants to like you said um even understand what you're going through you know and yeah even that I even went through that with my own doctor as well you know um when I said to her uh she, they wanted me on chemo tablets 
And I said, no, I said, I went with questions. When I say no, you know, you know, Peter Mac, you've heard of Peter Mac. Um, that's a seven star hotel, in my opinion. Um, I sat in there thinking this is where the money's going, not to heal people. This is again, my opinion. Um, and I went in there with all my questions to my, um, you know, my chemo doctor for the oncologist and it, the, the cons were higher than the pros. And I remember saying to her, look, you know, I'm, I might look at this on a holistic side. Um, whether that meant I still didn't know, I just meant like, I'm not taking these tablets. Um, and I remember her looking at me and she said, get out of my office. I don't have time for you. And I thought, well, that's because I haven't given you $1.5 million over the next five years. So, yep. Thank you so much. I'm out of here. So, I, I the same. you know, they said to me, you're going to need chemo and radiation. Yeah, I same. went and spoke to someone, a radiologist about the radiation. Now where they were going to radiate me was here, right at my collarbone. Mm. And he said, if you do that, that will dissolve most of your jaw as well. Yeah. Yeah. Why? That's yeah. his job to do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, everyone gets radiation. And he goes, not everyone gets radiation here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you want to do that? Do you want to risk that? So, well, no. And when I said to my oncologist, you know, I'm not doing chemo, it's a poison. Hmm. Like, you know, you look up chemotherapy and it has a Absolutely. poison information thing hmm. right on it. Hmm. I said, why would I put poison into my body? It is a poison. Hmm. And then I produced all this, you know, documentation of studies that said chemo can spread cancer. If they've left any cells behind of the cancer, it can actually spread that through your body. Now, yeah. this is their, mm -hmm. their medi uh, medical research. Correct. So it's I not said, yours. Yeah, that's right. So why would I do this? Mm. And they specifically said so. And I said, that doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what that. I mean. It, you know, I not... said, why am I doing this? I don't say because I said so. Mm. I'm going to say, well, you shouldn't stick a knife in the electrical socket because you're going to get fried it's exactly. not because i said so yeah it's not it's the thing is like you did you did your research and this is why i want people to really listen to this if they're just being diagnosed with something do your research there we're not talking you know you and i aren't don't do that, going, but know what you're doing Absolutely. But, you know, we're not sitting here going, no, 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 don't do anything. Just go out and eat the sun because that will heal you. No, we're not saying that. When, you know, the thing is I want people to know because, you know, both of us did decide it. But, again, my my radiation, uh, he told me as well because it's in the breast, I would have heart problems because it's close to the heart because it's the left side of the breast that I had it. Then it was in five years I had a higher chance of getting a secondary cancer through radiation that I had if I did not get radiation in five years. So, and the oncologist was the same. I had a higher chance of getting a secondary cancer that I did of surviving in the next 10 years or five years, whatever it was. So I thought, right, I asked you questions, you know, and that's why I say to people, if you are going to do it, just ask the questions, make sure you know what you're putting in your body and if you do decide to go down that path because you believe it's good for you, great, but do something else to counter, not counter it, you're not going against it, to help. 
okay, it's killing all your cells. What can I do holistically that's going to help me rebuild all those cells? What can I do holistically that's going to help me and my body replenish itself, nutrients, um, physically, psychologically? I still believe that. I always say to people, if you don't fix the mind and the spirit, it doesn't matter what you do physically. I always say that because that's part of the healing. That's part of your heal. If you want to call it a medication, then heal the medication of the brain and the one of your soul, because that's also a medication in that sense. It's not a physical one, but it's within you. You have, we, we were, we were created, whoever you believe in, great spirit, Jesus, whoever you believe in, created you to be able to heal yourself. Um, and it's a great point you just made, because the thing is, you learn that these medications they do. I, I just recently read about something that we'll just call it the big P that's out at the moment. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, the big C's out at the moment. The big P was behind it. And I just heard that people have health problems and the big P has brought out a new medication that they take for the rest of their lives. Big R. Yep. Why? It's yeah. like, why? You told me not to get the C, I need to take the P. And but then you said, me. let me add this to that, but then you said after you convinced me to get the P, that doesn't stop me getting the C anyway. So, but it's going to yeah. get me to get a heart problem, so now I'm on these medications for the rest of my life. Yeah. It's yeah. a win-win. Yeah. P plus medications, it's a win-win. So I'm not saying, I'm not saying here to people to say not, don't, it, again, it's all a personal choice, but look before you leap. The best thing I did, I don't know if you did the same magic, is I put a dream team together of people, of my people, my friends, and we all sat around the table like we all had this disease. What do we do? I had people believing in Western 100%. I had people believing in holistic 100%. I had MS-DOS. I had a guy who knew everything in the under the sun from the computer. You know what I mean? I had all range of people. Because I needed to, did I try different things? Absolutely. So what I'm trying to say here is we're both trying to say, heal yourself. Like you are, again, I, you know, I, I don't, I'm not just blowing smoke magic. I don't, I'm not that type of person. I don't know if you already can see it or not. I don't yeah. blow smoke. So I can see who you are and I can see your strength. I can see your resilience. I can see it. I can feel it. So this is a person who I want in my dream team. You get what I'm and, saying? And just on that, you know, a lot of my clients are still on medications. A lot of them have had chemo mm -hmm. or, you know, radiation or whatever or the pee or whatever it is, okay? I'm not saying I'm not taking them on. Correct. I'm saying I am part of your support team. Absolutely. That is a choice that you made with all the information at your disposal mm -hmm. and you still made that that choice, all power yeah. to you. That was your choice. Yeah, absolutely. I will now, help you as much as I can. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm part of the support group. Absolutely. And that's what I'm saying. It's you. We're not saying don't do this. We're just saying, right, it's okay. But just reach out. It is out. what it is, you know. It, exactly. Because we're, we're all... We're all built differently. We all think differently. So, um, and that's what I want people to really 
understand. Now, also, before we go, I just want to touch on also what PNEI is. Uh, what does it stand for? What is it? So one of my favourite books of all time, Dr. Gabor Maté's When the Body Says No, and this was a big part of my healing journey, was why was all this happening? Because my body was saying no. You know, it wasn't saying, yes, give yourself to everyone all the time and, yes, run yourself into the ground. It was going, no, enough. Mm. Okay, so I read this book and he spoke of the PNEI of trauma. So it's a psycho-neuro-endo-immunology of trauma. So to give you a very brief uh, how does this work and probably not the best example, but imagine that you need to give a talk. Okay, you need to go public speaking for something. It might be at the kids' school, might be to a friend group, you know, it might be an organisation, whatever. Now, something happened when you were younger and you were kind of told to shut up or, you know, back in my day it was stop crying or I'll give you something to cry about. And you made that mean something in your brain, okay? So now you've got the P, you've got the psycho, the limbic system, the central part of your brain saying if you have to talk, this is how you feel about it, okay? Now, if this happens long enough, the nervous system, the neural network jumps in and fires in and it goes, if you have to talk, this is how you feel about it, so you're going to get a sore foot. Or you're going to get a twitch, like, you know, maybe your finger will start twitching or something, okay? Mm. And every time you have to talk, that's going to happen because that's a message that we're sending to save you from talking. So the talking is the unsafe situation. Your psycho, so your brain, your limbic centre of your brain says, can't keep you safe, pass it on to the nervous system. The nervous system says you're going to get a nervous tick, you're going to get random pain, That should keep you safe, but you've still got to give the talk. So then your endocrine system comes in, and every time you think about talking, you get like this hot flush. You get the sweats, you get a hot flush. You might feel a bit woozy, a bit dizzy about the thought of talking because your endocrine system says, I must keep you safe from this trauma, which is the public speaking. All of this gets ignored because you've still got to do the talk. All of a sudden you're like, I've got the sniffles, I've got a sore throat, I can't talk, I've got laryngitis, ah, you know, what is this? I have to give this talk. That's your immune system going, do you know what? The rest of those guys, they let the team down and going to shut you down now. Wow. So, and this is all of the trauma of the public speaking. So mm. this is what the EI system does. Remember I said no system works alone. These four work a lot when it comes to trauma mm. and you know, I said that I treat mold toxicity as well. well guess what mold loves trauma if you are in a moldy house and you are having poor thoughts of yourself you haven't resolved trauma that's trapped inside your cells guess what the mold loves that weakness mm. you are going to get more sick so there's a lot of things we talked about aces adverse childhood experiences that triggers the PNEI system. So we see, you know, more women than men, but it happens to both, in their 30s and 40s getting diagnosed with autoimmune. That Mm. is not your body attacking itself, as the doctors would like you to believe. That is your body protecting you from a danger, 
from something that happened when you were three or five or seven or 15 or whatever it was because the eye jumped in your immune system's gone do you know what no i have to shut this down now you need to stay safe so i love the penei system i think it's just fascinating and you know so i've thrown myself into my studies and i teach other practitioners about that now too Wow. Uh, I was just saying, wow, because I know someone who, well, very close to home, who's just been diagnosed with autoimmune. Um, But I've always said it's because they don't let go of their past. Um, And I know what their past is because it's too close to home. Um, So I know everything about this person. So I, I always think to myself, that's what it is. But they're so oblivious to that, that they won't realize that's the cause of what they're going through you know what I mean they think it's on a um on a physical level and not deeper um so that is fantastic I really like that um I want us to talk about anything else that you want to talk about like you want to share with our audience you know I, I really want you to let them know what you have out there or what to share with us Sure. Well, I really would urge your audience to jump onto my website, holisticnaturalhealth.com.au, and that's holistic with a W in front of it. Why? Because we treat with holism. And what you'll find there is blogs, so you'll get some free information. There's some free downloads there about the lymphatic system. Uh, There's, you know, lots of things going on on the website there. But what you'll also find is a book now button. Now, you book on our booking system, and what I want you to book is your root cause analysis. So what happens is you'll book a time on our practitioner schedule, and we'll send you that 17-page intake form. And guess what? That's all free. And then we'll have a call either by phone or by Zoom, depending on where in the world you are, and we'll go through our findings on that form. And you will leave that consultation, that free consultation, you will leave having some answers about the root cause of your issues. Now, if you want to work with us, great. If we find that we're a great fit, we'll work with you. But if you don't want to work with us at that point, that's great too because we know you're leaving with a whole lot of information that maybe you couldn't get before. And we will have educated you on what we found, why we found it, we won't say, oh, you've got this and that's all you need to know. Mm-hmm. No, this you've got this and this is why you've got it and what we found and what we suggest you do about it. So, you know, I urge everyone do that, but jump on that website and have a surf around. There's lots of really cool stuff. Yeah, no, I highly recommend people to do that as well. You know, uh, have a look around, look like you said, maybe do that, you know, fill out that form and find out because like we said a lot of people don't have the answers um and this is some tool that can be put together you've got the the tools there for people to understand where it all stems from because we always say that whatever you've got where does it go like I always when people talk to me about their cancer I'm trying to get through it's like I'm I'm trying to get through the noise and then they say something and I go Uh, It doesn't necessarily have to be your childhood. It could have been in your teens. It could have been in in your 20s. It doesn't matter. But it was there. It's there. I could see it. I could feel it. Um, I'm not psychic. I just 
like you said, I've done my research. I've, I've got tools as well that I've learned from and said, hey, this is a pattern. This is a behavioral pattern. This is, well, well, not behavioral, but this is a pattern that happens in most people and where it goes from, the root of the cause. So I really like that. And um, I, I highly recommend everyone to go onto your Instagram, Holistic Natural Health, your Facebook, Holistic Natural Health, your website, holisticnaturalhealth.com.au. Yes, but so our Facebook I, is Holistic Natural Health Australia. Okay, Natural Health Australia. I'll make sure that, that the link's on below as well. And also I encourage people to listen to your podcast, A Magical Life. Um, I believe it's on all their favourite platforms, so I really highly recommend you guys listen to Magic and um, be not educated but understand as well. So I really appreciate having you on my podcast, Magic. Was there anything else you want to say before we leave? Look, there's one thing. And this is really key that every listener, if you get nothing else out of listening to us today, understand your body does not want you to die. It will do everything it can to keep you alive. So the diagnosis that you're getting, the cancer that you may have had, or you know, you just maybe you're just starting that journey, your body is not doing this to harm you. It's trying to protect you from a perceived danger. So whether the danger is toxicity, whether it's poor relationships, whether it's, you know, poor health, whatever the trigger is, your body wants you to be alive. So work with it. Listen to it. Don't ignore it. Wow. That, I love that magic. Thank you for that. That is just, that was the bow really was. Um, I'll, I'll, uh, I'm lost for words uh, <laughs> because I'm like, wow, that's exactly what it is. You know, I, I love that. Um, I appreciate your time. I really do. Like I said to you before, you know, I believe in your authenticity. I believe you're someone who will be at service for others because you have the tools within yourself first and foremost and then you have the tools and resources around you so again magic thank you so much for being on my podcast i really appreciated your time and thanks for having like, me oh you're more than welcome you're more than welcome and uh, have you got a book or anything of your own or you want to do uh, so yeah pre-cancer i actually wrote a weight loss book called stop being right. fat love yourself available on amazon uh, that was before I realised weight was just a symptom, but it's still a great book and lots of information in it. That's fantastic. Look, the thing is too, it's quite interesting because you've gone through what you went through. So I believe your weight loss journey would have been different again because you understand a lot of things that were happening uh, and not just, hey, I've just put on weight, I'm losing it, this is how I did it. It's all psychological as well you know, uh, as well as physical. So thank you again, Magic. And thanks everyone for listening in and watching us. And like always, I wish you so much love and light. Thank you so much for joining me. I know you could have chosen any other show to spend your time with today. And I'm really grateful and humble that you've chosen me instead. And I hope I've been able to serve you in any way. You know, I hope this will become your go-to place to help you heal, feel supported and discover yourself along your hero's journey. And if this episode helped you today, 
please subscribe and share it with someone you know that would benefit from this. As I've learned about my hero's journey through breast cancer, nothing we receive is for us to keep but to be shared. And I hope I can serve you further by sharing some of the tools I've learned along the way. And it's hard for me to share it all in one simple episode. So if you go to www.theangelsofgrace.me forward slash resources right now, you can find a collection of tools that might be exactly what you need to take you on your hero's journey. And given that I don't know if you're listening to this podcast at the start, the middle or the end of the day, I want to wish you an amazing morning, an amazing afternoon or an amazing evening. I am Grace DeAngeli and you listen to the Breast Cancer Hero's Journey podcast. Thanks again for being here. Much love and light.